The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Let me welcome your neighbor. Welcome your neighbor. Let's come closer as much as you can. Those of you in the hall, let's sit close to each other. Let me turn to your neighbor again and well good to see you this Wednesday evening. I trust your day and your week has gone well. Yes, give your neighbor a smile. I just saw somebody smile. Even the smile alone comforted me from here. Praise God. Sometimes on a Wednesday evening, you need a very good smile. Because you don't know how much traffic that person went through to get to service. So, welcome, welcome your neighbor with a warm smile. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 5. Let's quickly cover as much ground as we can tonight. Ephesians, the fifth chapter. Hallelujah. We started talking about the flow of the Spirit last week, um, if you were here. And it's really connected to, it's two things I'm trying to do with this teaching series. Number one is to prepare us for Supernatural Lagos Convention. Ask your neighbor, are you getting set? Are you getting set? It's June 1st to June 4th. Get ready, get ready. Let me tell you, neighbor, God is about to do something new in your life. God is about to do something special in your life. Hallelujah. And because we are New Testament um, believers, I want us to remember and I want us to be reminded that without the Holy Spirit fulfilling his role in our lives, we can't um, maximize what God has packaged for us. In this covenant, you've got to flow with the Holy Spirit. You've got to. You've got to allow the Spirit of God um, have his way in your life as a New Testament believer. Without you um, flowing with the Spirit or flowing in the Spirit, and by that, that's just a phrase we are saying, allow, having the Holy Ghost to just have his way in your life. You can't maximize the favor that God has for you in any particular season. You can't maximize the blessings that God has for you. In fact, the Spirit of God was given to you, given to us, so that what God wants to accomplish in our lives can be maximized through his help, through his ministry. And that's why as individual believers, we've got to learn to flow with him flow with him. And it's not always easy to flow with the Spirit. This statement Jesus made to Nicodemus when Jesus, uh, Nicodemus came to meet him. Of course, Nicodemus was amazed about the way Jesus' ministry was going. Ah, we've been here all this while and you're now doing things that, wow, it's just blowing our minds. And he told him, no man can do these things. Except the Spirit of God, except God be with him. Nicodemus was sent that to Jesus. We know you are a teacher sent from God. This is not the power of man or anything. We know you are from God. And he was just trying to comprehend um, how Jesus' ministry was accomplishing what he was accomplishing. And Jesus made a very interesting statement. This just, by the way, he said that, he said, the, the, the wind blows where it wants to blow. You can't say where the wind is coming from. You can't say where the wind is going through, going to. And he now said, so it is 
with anyone that, that is born of the Spirit. This is not something, please listen to me very carefully, it's not a mechanical thing. It's not a textbook thing. It's not something someone can just, hey, take these three steps. This is what I did. You to go and do exactly the same thing. It doesn't exactly work that way. There are some guidelines and parameters we have, which is what we are teaching based on Scripture. And that's why we are sharing what we are sharing from the Word. But how the Spirit of God works in every individual believer's life differs from person to person. And everybody must learn to flow with him, walk with him, and let him bring you into the fullness of what God has for you. Glory be to God. And that's what Paul was telling the Ephesians here. He told them, Ephesians um, 5 again, therefore, let's start from verse 17, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is, and be not drunk with wine, in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. Allow the Spirit of God fill you up and allow Him to begin to dictate how you live your life and how you behave, your, your, how you carry yourself. The same way someone that is drunk with wine will be his actions, his thoughts, his speech, it will be dictated by the influence of that wine. Hallelujah. Be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. And this is what will happen when the influence of the Spirit is upon you, when you are filled with the Spirit, when, you are, when your actions are being dictated by the Spirit, you will be able to speak. And the reverse is also true. This is also how you get yourself filled with the Spirit, by speaking. Glory be to God. And I love what he said here about psalms, hymns, spiritual songs. David was one person that walked in this dimension of flowing in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs because he was filled with the Spirit and he connected to the flow of the Spirit. I mean, it's one clear example we have in scriptures. And it's important to note, many of those psalms that David wrote, which he wrote by the influence of the Spirit, when he was filled with the Spirit, which we are still benefiting from today, he wrote them in some of his most difficult moments in life. His most challenging, it wasn't necessarily that he had arrived or he had accomplished everything he wanted to accomplish. It was actually because he was going through difficulty and challenges, and he needed the help of God, and he now realized that I need the anointing of God, the flow of the Spirit in my life, to help me navigate this season of my life. And many times it was at those moments, particularly difficult times, that those psalms came to him. Those hymns came to him. Those spiritual songs came to him. And he wrote them down. He and all the other psalmists we have in the scriptures. And simply put, he and all the other authors of the words we have in scriptures. They were filled with the spirit. Please, I'm going somewhere tonight as I'm saying. They were filled with And then the spirit of God influenced them in what they were speaking or what they were writing. But it's not everybody in scriptures that the spirit filled 
that that was the route that the Spirit took them through. Hallelujah. He's giving us examples of what will happen when you are flowing with the Spirit. You will be able to speak in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. You will be inspired by God, whether it's in your worship or prayer. We, we talked a lot about Elijah last week. How the Spirit moved him to pray. And I was able to cause things to happen in a place of prayer. That's another good example. But that flow came and David was able to cooperate with that. And he was able to move from where he was. Remember when God anointed him, when God found him, when God chose him, when God picked him. He was just an ordinary shepherd boy. That his father and his brothers did not even think anything significant could come out of his life. And because he learned to flow with the Spirit, everything David accomplished was, a re- was because of the anointing and the oil that God placed upon his life. He ended up to become the greatest king that Israel ever had. Which was what God designed for him and what God wanted him to have. Hallelujah. Can I tell somebody something tonight? God has great plans for your life as well. Glory be to God. But it will take you flowing with the Spirit, walking with the Spirit, and being guided and moved by the Spirit to come into the fullness of what God has for you. Let me quickly finish this text. Um, Speaking in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father, In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. A person that is filled with the Spirit and flowing with the Spirit will be a thankful person. A cheerful person, a joyful person. The reverse is also true. If you want to be filled with the Spirit, to move in the Spirit, to flow with the Spirit, one good place you can start is by just being thankful. Being thankful. Glory, glory be to God. Being thankful. And it will allow the Spirit of God to fill you up and begin to influence you. It will help you to be more thankful. And you can now begin to flow and do all that He wants you to do. And you don't have to be thankful or cheerful or joyful only when things are going swell in your life. You can even be like David in a difficult situation and you make up your mind, you know what? I understand a few things about flowing with the Spirit. Amen. I need the Holy Spirit. Filled with the Spirit. I needed to cooperate with the Spirit and flow with the Spirit. And allow the Holy Spirit to lead him, to guide him, so that he could accomplish what God wanted to accomplish in his life in that season. And just to paint a picture of what God can do in your life in the space of one season. So when we say pray for favor, when we say it's your set time, and I'm, I'm going to pick about four or five things I want to share from this encounter with Jesus. These things are so important. Jesus had now grown to be 30 years old. All his life, we, we, we read that from scriptures, from a very young age, he had known the plan of God to a degree. His life at the age of 12 was already discussing with the teachers and the rulers of the law. I remember that particular incident when they traveled home to Jerusalem 
for that festival that he stayed back. And his parents were looking for him, looking for him, looking for him. They found him three days after I was discussing with the teachers and others of the Lord. I said, why are you looking for me? Don't you know I'm supposed to be about my father's business? After all the, ah, my son, why are you doing that? Okay, and now the Bible said he went home with them and he remained what? Submissive to them. From that early age, I already started learning these things. How did you know them? The Spirit of God obviously taught him. <laughs> Praise God. So here we see he was now turning 30 and he came to the baptism of, G, uh, uh, um, of John. Luke 3, 21. Let's quickly read. Now, the, the first thing I want to say, I want to pick four or five things from, from what happened to Jesus here. Because Luke three thirty one, when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus was baptized. He came to that baptism. And when he came, please listen to me very carefully. And try and picture what we are trying to say about flowing with the Spirit and allowing the Holy Spirit to dictate your, your steps and all the things you do. He came there as carpenter Jesus. He came there like almost any ordinary man. Yes, there was a call upon his life. Yes, he had a unique destiny. And traces of that had been seen in his life up to now. But that burst and that expression that was supposed to happen, that had not happened, that was how he came. He was just like any other person. That's what that verse was actually saying. Like every other person that came to the baptism of John, he was like any other person. Hallelujah. All the people, everybody, he just came like every other person. But he wasn't like any other person. There are two things I want to pick here that I want us to understand. And that's why sometimes we say these things as led by the Spirit. And it's so important that you understand it. I believe when Jesus came to that baptism, he knew it was a set time of favor. He knew that year wasn't supposed to be like any other year. He knew that month wasn't supposed to be like any other month. He knew that baptism, I don't know about every other person, no, but this is my baptism. He recognized that my set time had come. And if you're going to flow with the Spirit, you have to have those sensitivity to God. And all. This is not like any other day. This is, for me, oh, this is not like any other conference. This offering I'm about to give, this seed I'm about to sow, it's not like any other seed I've sown before. It, it, look, nobody can... <coughs> Nobody can really explain that to you but the Spirit of God. This assignment that God has given me to do is not like any other assignment. This one, at this time, it's my set time. See, talking about the, the flow, it's, it's time sensitive, it's time related. It may not have happened for you last month, last year, last quarter, last season, last convention. But can you be sensitive enough to recognize like Jesus that this is my own set time? My own set time. Somebody say my set time. Hallelujah. 
Number two thing we can really pick from this, and we talked on this last week, but it's worth mentioning here. There was a hunger. That's why he came. We read John 7 last week. If any man thirsts, let him come to me. Out of his belly will flow rivers of living water. This is spake concerning the Spirit. Anyone that wants to flow with the Spirit, and again, that's Christian is for, you want to move from just being an ordinary carpenter, like any other carpenter, perhaps, okay, let's even say you are the best carpenter, but you are still a carpenter. Like they say, even if you are winning the rat race, you are still a what? You are still a rat. <laughs> but that wasn't his destiny. He was meant to be the Christ. And in the space of one season, and for our scriptural reference, one chapter, he moved like any other person that came for the baptism. You look at Luke chapter 4, which is where we are going. And this is what we really mean. When the spirit begins to flow in a person's life, the Bible said in Luke chapter 4, verse 14, he returned in the power of the spirit to Galilee. This is one season, but one season from before the flow to into the flow. Came like any other person, like any other carpenter. And after learning to flow with the spirit and flowing for a season, he returned in the power of the spirit. Look at that text, Luke 4, 14 again. Glory be to God. He returned to Galilee. And news of him went out throughout the surroundings. The same person. But this was now somebody in the flow. He was now in the flow. And he began to teach in their synagogues, being glorified of all. Glory be to God. So the, the lesson we need to take is, what did or what can Jesus teach us between Luke 3, 21 to Luke 4, 14? Because that's how to flow. That's how to flow. Now, I don't know what God has planned for you this season. It can be as mundane as this is the time you are going to get married. It can be that mundane. Or this is the time you are going to step into the next level of your ministry. Or this is the time you are going to get that promotion that God has ordained for you in your career. Or your, it can be. But I can tell you this. It can't be accomplished with God's help without the Spirit. Just any more that Jesus could do this without the Holy Spirit. Any more that David could do what he did. Killing Goliath and going on to be, become the greatest king without the flow and the help of the Spirit in his life. And why your own may not be that you are writing psalms and you are leading worship in church psalms and spiritual songs, we can look at the stories of people that the Spirit of God was able to have his way in their lives and learn a thing or two that can be our own guardrails and guide rails to bring us into where God is taking us to. Tap your neighbor and say, God is taking you somewhere. And it's somewhere great. I'm telling you, it's somewhere beautiful, it's somewhere glorious, you. So, there is the place of number one that I already mentioned here, that's being sensitive. It's my set time. Number two, hunger. And the third one we read here, of course, when John saw him, we won't see this in Luke's account. 
but John told him, and this is where the submission I was talking about. John saw him, and in the spirit, John recognized, wow, this is the Son of God. This is the Christ. This is going back to what Ephesians was telling us, submitting to one another. Please understand that the Spirit of God had not yet come upon him. The anointing had not yet come upon him. The flow had not begun to happen when he and John had this conversation. This is why I said the things that the scripture teaches, not just what Paul was teaching us in Ephesians chapter 5, anything the scripture teaches that tells you that will happen when the flow of the spirit or the oil of God is happening in you, those things, I mean, when the anointing comes upon you, you'll be able to pray. In the same way, if you pray, the anointing will come upon you. Am I making sense to you? John said, no, you shouldn't be coming. You shouldn't be submitting to me. I'm not worthy to tie the lace of your shoe because he saw him in the spirit. He just said, no, so far it will be for now. Let's fulfill all righteousness. Submitting to one another, other people, in the fear of the Lord. Dr. K will always say it's not a matter of age. It's a matter of grace. It's not, it's not a matter of how big your destiny is compared to another person. It's a matter of what God has scheduled for that season. Hallelujah. Luke 4 and 1. Let me quickly close. Because I still want us to do a little prayer before we close. And Jesus being filled with the Holy Spirit returned from the Jordan and he was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Hallelujah. To be tempted 40 days by the devil. This speaks to many things. The hunger is there. The submission is there. But I want us to look again at those three temptations. And I want to close with those three things. Because there are lessons in each of them. What do I mean by that? And I believe the Spirit of God wrote down these three specific temptations for us. Because can you understand that if Jesus had flunked any three of these tests during that 40-day period, what we read in verse 14, that in return in power of the Spirit, that, that flow will have been truncated. Am I talking to somebody tonight? That flow will have been truncated. So I don't want to emphasize the 40 days because some people read this scripture that means I'm going to go and do 40 days. You may not need a 40-day fast. In fact, generally speaking, so when you read scriptures like this, the, you, you, that, that's why we need the Holy Spirit to help us to open our hearts to scriptures. Now, you can read this text and the Holy Ghost can impress upon you, do a 40-day fast. Am I talking to somebody? Hello? <laughs> Has it ever happened to you before? <laughs> or you went to read Moses' story and you saw that he did a first 40 days, then he did another 40 days, then you hear, my son, the next 80 days. <laughs> God can do that, and God can be that specific. But broadly speaking, God can lead us out of a place of hunger and desperation to wait on him to fast. Like we do in our church. And like we often say, we shouldn't limit our times of fasting and prayer to just when we are doing general fasting and prayer. See, all, all these things we see that happened in this um, story and this text, there are things we can glean wisdom from and learn how to flow because all this how we've how we arrived at the place where he returned in the power of the spirit 
That's where we want to go. Quickly, the first temptation, verse 3. And the devil said to him, if you are the son of God, command this stone to become bread. And Jesus answered him saying, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Number one. And it, briefly, in a way, we talked about this every day, know yourself. Know who you are in the Lord. Know who you are. If you're going to flow with the Spirit, no, last week we talked about the place of not having sin consciousness and being righteousness conscious. Get grounded in who God says you are. Hallelujah. Get, don't, don't, if, if, if you are what God says you are, then do something to prove. No, you don't have to do something to prove who you are. Hallelujah. Don't let a negative situation or a failure that has happened in your life or a negative past experience give you a definition or a description of yourself contrary to what God says you are. Because all this trying to do something so that you can prove to people that you are something, it's rooted in the fact that you are not grounded in who God says you are. If you are the son of God, show me a miracle. Know yourself. The demons came to the seven sons of Siva. They told them, Paul I know. Jesus I know. Who are you? And the simple truth is, please catch this. It was just a test like the devil was testing them here. If they had said, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, what do you think would have happened? <laughs> I am a son of the living God. I am born of God and born of the spirit. What do you think would have happened? It was just a test. <laughs> Praise God. Like this was just a test. Hallelujah. Know yourself. Tap your neighbor and say know yourself. Look at the next one, please. They are just three simple things. You are very familiar with them. Hallelujah. Verse 5, then the devil takes him to a high mountain, shows him all the kingdoms, and verse 7, he says, um, if you bow down and worship me, I will give you all these things. Watch the answer very carefully. And Jesus answered and said to him, get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and only him. Hallelujah. You shall what? Know the word. Know the word of God. Know the word of God for yourself. Know the word. Know yourself. Know the word of God. Be grounded in his word. It is written. You shall, and you know all this um, answers just gave him. He was always telling him, it, this is what the word of God says. This is what the word of God says. I don't need to worship you to get riches or to get glory or to get anything you're offering me. I know what God has promised me in the word of God. 
Have you ever been there when someone has tempted you to do something that you know is contrary to the word of God? And the temptation is very strong. Sitting in church like this. <laughs> it's easy to say I know the word. But can I just give some examples I believe we can all relate to? You are in a very, very tight financial situation. Tight, a tight deadline. Then a colleague comes at work and says there's an opportunity to steal. You're a lady in your mid-30s. You want to get married. Nothing has happened. And a fine young man, tall, dark, and handsome, he seems to check all the boxes, comes, but he now starts giving you conditions like having premarital sex and things that are contrary to the word. Those are the kind of temptations Jesus was dealing with. You see, this thing, you know, sometimes it's like when you read in Genesis where the Bible said um, <laughs> Satan came in the form of a snake. And what, you, you try and picture <laughs> how could that really have happened. When he says that the devil takes him to a very high mountain and he shows him the kingdoms of the world and everything, it's, it's a bit difficult for us to really picture was. And, but the bottom line is, he was very, very strongly tempted. Like a 30-something-year-old lady that wants to get married and nothing has happened and then a guy finally comes but he's now tempting her to do something contrary to the world and it's like, if I don't seize this chance, after all, they told us that it's my set time of favor. <laughs> it's my set time. Ah, Pastor prophesied breakthrough. Yesterday, this is the breakthrough. <laughs> I know we've read these stories. People that will steal money from their offices and come and give tithe in church. That is the breakthrough that they are preaching in church. When people do that, what do you think They don't know the word. But beyond the fact that they are doing something wrong, more importantly, what I want to say, they are actually truncating the flow of the Spirit. Because I'm guaranteeing you, you know if Jesus had taken that temptation, that a return in the power of the Spirit in verse 14 will not be there. Hallelujah. Quickly, look at the last one. Hallelujah. This, this one is very, 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 very interesting. Because it's a very interesting term. It's very similar to the second one. So, he brought him to Jerusalem, to the pinnacle of the temple. He said, if you are the son of God, throw yourself from here, for it is written. So, you see, the way Satan was going, okay, you know the word, Abi. <laughs> you, you know the word. He now watched this, quoted the word to him. The other ones, he didn't quote the word. But this one, you know, and he, he quote, in fact, he quoted it better than some Christians may be able to quote it. He shall give his angels charge over you to keep you. Psalm 91 that we have been praying. In their hands, they will bear you up. Lest you dash your foot against a stone. And Jesus answered and said to him, It has been said, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. So I want to submit to this third one. It's not enough to know scriptures. Jesus said that we should be gentle as doves and be wise as serpents. Be wise in the word. This wasn't a testation of, do you know scriptures? Or are you grounded in the word? No, that wasn't the temptation here. 
This was simply a wisdom test. A wisdom test. How do you deal with situations when the devil appears to us as an angel of light himself? It's not knowledge of scripture in that one. That's not what we are testing here. We are not even testing whether you know yourself. This one is how wise are you? Because wisdom is now the proper application of the word. And I would like to add in peculiar circumstances. Difficult circumstances. It's being grounded in wisdom. Tell somebody, know yourself. Know the word. Be wise with the word. Say it to somebody again. Know yourself. Know the word. The word of God, the promises of God. Be grounded in what we have again. Be wise with it. Be wise with it. When we are wise with the word of God and when we are wise, we will not make foolish decisions. We may be tempted to, we will not make foolish decisions. Hallelujah. Now, when you are, please, I want to close. When you are filled with the Spirit and when you are yielded to the Spirit, the Holy Ghost will help you to know yourself. It will help you to know your word and it will help you to be wise with the word. The truth of the matter is without the Holy Ghost, we can't really be grounded in these things. But also the way we get ourselves ready for the flow is we ourselves are doing what we can. Read the word of God. Let's find out who we are in Christ. We do this a lot in this church and it's so vital. Let's pray Pauline prayers. Let's ask God to open the eyes of our understanding to see who we are. Let's ask God for wisdom. Ask him for wisdom. These are prayers we should have on the repeat. If anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. And he will give liberally, he will not upbraid. Ask God for wisdom. Let God reveal who you are to you in the word of God. Hallelujah. And let's just get ready for what God wants to do by his spirit. This is my prayer for all of us this season. The Bible says, verse 13, now when the devil had ended every temptation. And let me tell you something, child of God, whatever challenge or temptation that you're going through, it's going to end. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? There's no night, no matter how long, that the sun will not rise at the end of that night. It will end. The temptation ended. He departed from him. He came again no, until an opportune time. This wasn't the last temptation Jesus faced. But for that season, hallelujah, he had come to a place where the Spirit of God was ready to flow through him for the announcing of his ministry. Praise God. Rise on your feet. We're going to pray again. Just a few minutes. Lift your hands with me. And I really want you to pray just based on what I shared with us tonight. Say, Heavenly Father. I can't hear you. Say, Heavenly Father. That which you have planned for me for this season, help me to flow with the Spirit and come into the fullest expression just like Jesus did. Help me, O oh God, to flow with your Spirit and come into the fullest expression of what heaven has in store for me in this season. 
in the name of Jesus. Can you just pray in the Holy Ghost for a few minutes? Just pray in the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. He returned in the power of the Spirit. Same will be said of you. You will return. You will return. Oh, you may come in one way, but you are going to come out and you are going to return the way God has destined and ordained for you to return. Help me, Father. Maya, the promotion for this season, the increase for this season, the breakthroughs for this season, Holy Spirit, I yield myself to you. Flow, flow, flow through me. Lead me, guide me, order my steps. Like wine will move a drunken person. Holy Spirit, guide my thoughts, guide my words, guide my steps. Order my steps. I humble myself under your mighty hand. Somebody, you know you can pray to God and ask for grace, for submission. We prayed last week that God will grant us boldness like the apostles. You can pray any, anything that the Bible teaches you will help you to get into the flow. You can ask God for it. The same way you can pray for wisdom, you can pray for grace to be submissive. Perhaps you are challenged in that area. Help me to be submissive. Perhaps you struggle to demonstrate a hunger and a thirst. There are times you will tell yourself, I want to fast, you don't fast. There are times you tell yourself, I want to pray, you don't pray. That's a demonstration of lack of hunger. Ask God to help you. Grace to be hungry. Grace to be hungry. And to be thirsty and to be submissive. Perhaps you lack judgment. You don't understand sensitivity. Like we said about Jesus, he knew his set time had come. This was no ordinary baptism. This was no ordinary church service. This was no ordinary convention. This one is my own convention. You can ask God to help you to be sensitive. Help you to be sensitive. All these things help you to flow with the Spirit. They all help you. Submission, humility, hunger, thirst, sensitivity to the Spirit. Knowing yourself knowing yourself Christ in you the hope of glory Lord open my eyes let me see who I am in Christ knowing the word Lord grant me revelation in your word deeper revelation in your word and being wise with the word wise with the word oh we can ask for all these things we can pray about these things because they help us to flow come on one more minute one more minute
The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234-810-00-00640.